Welcome to round six of Real Banjo Wear Long Sleeves. Tonight we watch Melbourne play Richmond at the MCG on Anzac Day Eve. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's been a long time since we last recorded. So much has happened. We're different we women. We're different women than we were. Yeah. Um, also, we're doing our first first half hot. Yeah. Which is probably a good thing because if Richmond win, we'll both be really annoyed by the second half. Yeah, but I don't care for Melbourne that much either. I love so Melbourne. So I don't, in this circumstance, I wouldn't mind if Richmond won because they're the underdog. What? That's crazy. That was so unlike you to go for Richmond. I'm not going for them. I just wouldn't be as upset as I would be if they if they beat someone. Yeah. Like Essendon and then like jack themselves off all night. Yeah. But for me, if Mel if Richmond beat Melbourne, it's like when you have the like young contemporary kids who are trying to change the order and then the old like Liberal Party boomers come in and they're like, nice try. That's true. You think change is possible? <laughs> That's what I feel like about Richmond versus Melbourne. And it's a worry because Richmond are very good big game players. Yeah. They bring it to the big crowd. They, as we've seen before... At games where it was a big game. Yeah, every, every big game they go. They <laughs> I really like Melbourne. Melbourne is like one of the first teams I think in my time that when they like they win the premiership and then I still like them and I still want them to succeed. Yeah. I don't care if they win again, I, I want them to have a dynasty. And also, they have a lot better hair than the Richmond players. And they're just likeable. They've got. Angus Brayshaw, they've got Luke Jackson, they've got Max Gorn, mm-hmm. they've got Patricia, Trent Cotchin, exactly. Jack Rewald. Walt? Walt? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never known. The more I think about it, the less I know. Nobody does, do they? Um, so. I do like Shy Bolden though, but. I do like Shy Bolden as well, but he let me down in my multi last week. Oh, oh yeah, that's one of the big changes in yeah. his life, she's now a gambling addict. Yeah, it happened very quickly, but it was not hard to predict. That I would become a gambling addict at some point. Well, that's the rush, isn't it? Yeah. That's how it takes over so fast. Cause but I haven't got a multi on this game, which is good, so I can actually concentrate objectively on the Have game. Have you won any yet? No. Oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Do you think you just pick two outrageous Yeah, ones? it's because my experience with gambling is that the first time I ever went to the casino, I won $800. So now I'm like On your that... first bet, wasn't it? Uh, well, like my first game, yeah. Mm. Not like the first one I played, but like... Within the first hour of me gambling, I yeah. was suddenly a multimillionaire. So it's like <laughs> now my my ex- expectations are so high. Like I don't like you said yesterday. You like you'll have more success if you. Oh, you may not remember saying this because you're very drunk. Mm. But you did say <laughs> you're like you should just do two or three legs on your multis because then you might win. And I was like no because I don't want twenty bucks. I want yeah. eight hundred dollars. But it may never be eight hundred dollars. Whereas if you win twenty dollars in four games every week, then it'll be yeah. eight hundred dollars. Within half the season. Unfortunately, I've just got my eyes on the prize. There's nothing I can do about it. But no, as of yet, I have not had any success in my multis. Mm-hmm. Ben Brown's back this week. I stalked Ben Brown for a long time on Instagram the other day. His family is beautiful. Something that he does that's nice but is confusing in some way. He always writes a caption describing the image for visually yeah. impaired people to meet disability standards of which is you web know. access. Um, which is really nice, but then I thought, why on earth would dis- would people who can't see be using Instagram? What a horrible experience yeah. I imagine that would be. I've never really understood the ID thing either, but like I assume it's 
it's for a good reason that I'm just not known to for known to the ID like uh, that's the like ident that what you just described the, like, oh um but do you, did you stalk his wife no. oh man um I follow his wife on Instagram because she's a marriage celebrant um and they just have a really beautiful family mm-hmm. um what's new for you James can you sit like over here I know that it's taking a cue on edge that you're just like lit there behind yeah, us. Yeah, watching. <laughs> you could stab us. We have to get. We have. We need to address the elephant in the room that we have guests with us tonight. Yeah. And it's changing the true. whole dynamic. We've got a new couch. We're using a new computer, and the we've new got couch new faces in the really room. Really pretty and comfortable. Yeah. But you said it was velvet. I thought it was velvet, and then I realised it's not. Which Pod- is podcast is paying well. Yeah, podcast. We've upgraded the set. <laughs> we should start doing like video podcast. Video podcasts. Which is the new trend du jour for podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, How is that a podcast though? Well, then they like post the podcast on YouTube because some people like that more. Mm-hmm. But I, I also, I mean, I get that you want to see people, like you want to see people, but like for me, a podcast is like you listen when you can't watch something. I'll, yeah, that's what Benny, I oh. use. I just pulled on his hair. Oh, he fell so slowly and for so long. He's as well. such a big, slow buffoon. But I've always liked when. Um, Melbourne players wear red boots because that combined with the red socks makes them look like they're wearing Superman superhero boots. Hmm. And it's just a bit of fun. Who was the um James you know this? Crows player, gold gold soled boots. McAdam. McAdam. What a what a huge power play. He's wearing gold boots. He's wearing normal boots but the soles are gold. Oh. So gold plated. So when you like when he kicks, you see the like gold. That's nice. That is a serious payout. He, that's someone who's got no nothing to spend money on except like luxurious what if goods. Steals them on the field. <laughs> but the rookie player might get a bit excited. Yeah, but it's like when people steal a bike and then they like put it on marketplace. It's like people know what their own bikes look like. Maybe he's looking for Mr. or Mrs. Wright, and he's hoping for a Cinderella situation. David Hardwick started standing throughout the game in the coach's box. And it's as unnerving as James sitting behind us. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just, maybe it's not a, maybe it's like the version, the coach's version of a stand-up desk. The entire game. Yeah, but people have standing desks now. Against the Crows, the entire game he was standing. They show him so much. That's a really long time to stand up as well. He must have excellent knees. Well, he's a fit. He's you can't deny he's a fit man. <laughs> you cannot deny it. Maybe he's just got. Oh! He's just got North Coast, and he's can't believe how good he feels standing all the time. Yeah. Also, another elephant in the room. I know you love Ben Keys, but when we go to acknowledge it's, that he's that's not his name. His name is Workerby Keys. Sorry, Ben Workerby Keys. No, no, just Workerby. Okay, fine. I know you love Workerby Keys, but when are people going to acknowledge that he's stolen Bailey Fritch's iconic haircut? Bailey Fritch doesn't even have that haircut. Yes, he does. Yeah, no. What do you mean? It's, yes, it's, he does. It's, That's just what he said. Oh, God. He oh, do, God's he earth. All that wax that. In it anymore. Well, but nonetheless, he's stolen his, his. I can't imagine what that would even look like because it would just. Does it just stand straight up off his head? You'll see it. You'll see it. You can't. Once you have a look that recognisable, I don't think you can go back. It's like Xavier Dersner with the arrow thing. Like, you can't stop doing that now because, like, that's what you do. That's what well, thing is. Ben Keyes had bleached blonde hair when he first arrived at the Crows, which made really? me hate him. Mm. And then I was, oh my gosh, it's Bailey Fridge. Um, His hair looks the same to me, James. Yeah, it does look really... You really 
the same. Right. I think Wurlaby Keys looks like um like the con artist who defiles the rich woman in like a period drama. Oh my god, that's perfect. Mm. You're so right. With the like slimy moustache. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like handsome enough to like like um Aaron Johnson's character in the Keira Knightley version of Anna Karenina. Oh. I've never read it or seen it, but that's what oh, I'm It's a really good about. movie. Watched it a few months ago. There you go. I'll have to uh, chuck it on the watch list. Um, very creative use of sets. It's got Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice in it. Matthew McFadgen? Yeah. Matthew. <laughs> Matthew. Sorry. Um, Tom from Succession. Who's become? Mm-hmm, yeah. He's someone who's been so important to my life in so many yeah, different ways throughout since. since he's Kieran Knightley's brother in Anna Karenina, oh. in Joe Wright's Anna Karenina, not in real life. Your yeah. eyes lit up. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Um, so we've just had a fifty meter for umpire descent. What's your what take a on ho- the What a hot topic this is. This what is a, yeah. Let's be topical. Let's talk about this. Um, I <coughs> think it's Excuse stupid. Me. Yeah. Well, Nick Raybol actually had something very interesting to say about it. I know you won't believe that because you think he's a bit useless, but... No, he... I like Nick Rewald. I thought you said he always says dumb things. No, that's Nick Del Santo. But we love Nick Del Santo because of his jacket. Yeah, yeah, but in I like can't a... Keep up with what you in like about a, I have no respect for you, I yeah, love right. Nick Del Santo. I feel like we've had this conversation before and I was like, I love Nick Rewald and you were like, he's dumb. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is... No, I think I said everyone around him is dumb and he okay. isn't. Well, alright. Why way? He was talking about the umpire descent thing and he was like... It make like like it makes sense in theory that they're trying to encourage like respect for umpires in the game, whatever. But like, is anyone going to respect them more because of this? No, everyone's going to be like they're fucking narcs and laugh at them. And it's it seems so over the top and outrageous that it just makes you want to get more angry. At the yeah, umpire. it's had like the opposite of the intended effect. And it's the so divisive rule as well is that if you gesture or raise your arms, yeah, um, which is also just how people talk. Yeah, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean being disrespectful. It's just you're just talking. Well, one of the ones that happened was a St Kilda player in the GWS game. And he got paid 50 metres against him because there was a free kick and then he pointed at the ground to say that it was... The ball hit the ground or something. I don't know. must have been like a mark that was paid. And then that got paid as a like gesturing towards the umpire. Mm. Even though he wasn't... Because you're not allowed to point at the umpire or outstretch your arms, but he was pointing at the ground. Mm. Like right next to him. I don't know. It's stupid. Why shouldn't you be able to talk to the umpire and say, yeah, right. I don't think that was the right call. Can you, like, he was really holding me. Can you pay more attention to that next? And has anyone asked the umpires what they think? Do they want this rule? I feel like they would be like, feel now it's like us versus them. They want, they want the players to like them, I'm sure. I don't want to give them more power. They're already way too involved. There's too many fucking free kicks every game. Does my head in. Also, and here's a perfect been, example. They've just given so Tom Lynch a free so many games with like really disproportionate free kicks, like 37 to one team, 15 to the other. Mm. So it's like you should be, if you feel like you're getting like un, that much bias towards you, absolutely you should be able to call it to the attention. Mm. They might not even realise they're doing it. Boo. Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch looks like a wax museum man. Like a botched Madame Two Swords. Yeah. Um, That's just his face, though. Must be hard. He yeah. must, he must <laughs> struggle to sleep at night. Yeah. So, um, I've taken some notes of things that we can talk about over the last two weeks. Okay. Because there's been so much content and, you know, didn't want to forget it. Mm-hmm. 
That'd be that'd be it's terrible. Like, that's just smart. It's just good podcasting. That is. Oh, okay. Let Let's just let's just start at a place we can all agree. Text. So, ever since James, you might be able to weigh on this. Ever since Tex's big return a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. it's like people are trying to like overcompensate, and now people will talk about him all the time. I know he's been in good form, but it's like I was listening to the Geelong Saints game on the radio, and on three different occasions they managed to bring up, "Oh yeah, that's like how Tex does it," and it's like everyone's fucking so far up Tex's ass. And why do we need that? It's like they're it's like they're laughing in our faces, being like, "Oh, like you remember that guy, that racist guy? Like now we love him." I actually heard a commentator say, like, bring up what he'd done. Really? Because which is it always gets ignored, and yeah. it wasn't done in the scathing way or anything. It was yeah, Dwayne, oh Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Russell. Um, he. Yeah, he just brought it up very casually and was like, obviously mm. that was a huge problem. Um, also, sorry about that. And he's come back in good form or something. He didn't rip into him by any means, but it's like, thank you someone for finally yeah. acknowledging like why these absences are taking place yeah. and that kind of... And the other thing is, I feel like since he's come back, he's been like even more of a cunt. Like, and they, I think he was always that. I know, but like, I feel like I'm just noticing it more. And it's like, it proves You're probably me... noticing more because he's got more opposition than he had previously. Like, he, he always got booed a bit, but yeah. now there's more substance But he's just so angry. And, like, I, I know, feel like... he's one of those players that... Like, he's like Toby Green. He yeah. loves to be hated yeah. when he's out there playing. But it proves to me um, what, like, false humility he had. Because, like, the whole time when he was off, he was like, yeah, I'm really sorry for what I've done. And then he comes back out and he's, like, still just this, like, angry, horrible man. It's like, that was clearly all an act. I actually field. don't... Um, totally agree because I think a lot of people have very different um, personalities when they're in yeah, competitive environments. Another thing that's bothering me about Tex. And because it didn't take place when he was playing a game himself, yeah. it's kind of two separate Yeah, I just don't believe that he's sorry. And ultimately, I can't make the final call on that. But, but also, I feel like he's being a really bad influence on Joshua Shelley and it's making me not like him anymore. My bone to keep this week is cosmetics in the AFL. Does okay. Josh Rochelle have lip fillers? Uh, I, I don't know. Because I'll tell you what he does have is a fucking bad attitude. Because in his fox footy photos that come up, his lips are really plump and they're much less plump, so keep an eye on the coming weeks. He might get a top a up. Top up. Um, then he also, on my second cosmetic issue, Jade Gresham's eyebrows look really bad. They're really heavily and severely plucked and it's distracting mm. and he looks angry all the time. You don't see that. You don't see a very overplucked eyebrow much anymore. No. That problem really, you know, that's one of it's the few of social eels that the, has been... And it's, now it's like the beard. It's all about the really mm. straight line of the beard. Mm. Sorry about the background noise. Jaden's cooking us a delicious dinner. <laughs> Sorry about my generous partners. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Brown cannot get a mark for the life of him. They're really ganging up on him, and it's really mean. It's probably because he's celiac. Um, Is he? He's a vegan celiac. God, that's yeah. a rough run. And that's why he always felt left out after the grand final celebrations, because he doesn't drink. And they were always well, partying him. Drink beer, right? Well, they said that they had him like a gluten-free beer up on the on the grand final celebrations, but 
Um, I was watching... This is why also why I like Melbourne, because we were at the grand final where they won. I feel very connected to them, because I felt like I was really part of their story. Yeah. And I was, like, watching all their so- Instagram stories and stuff, and Ben was always, like, standing on the outside of the group. And I'm worried that he's not got any friends, because he's an outsider. Just like Toddy. Yeah, but based on the way his... What his lifestyle and priorities are, sound like... Maybe yeah. that's not the the time for him to shine. Is in a big boost yeah, fest. Yeah, that's true. And he's, I assume, more than okay with that. He seems like a very happy man. Yeah, because he has two beautiful daughters and a loving wife. Oh my god, that's just like my dad. <laughs> <laughs> also called Ben. That's crazy. I never would have thought there were any similarities between Ben Sando and Ben Brown, but here we Except are. For the very <laughs> Except for the Oh yeah. <laughs> Who's that? Do you know that man? I haven't seen him before. Um, 44. Oh, is that Tomlinson? No, I think he's no. number 30. Ben! They just keep. Two yeah, he's got two defenders. Is there any reason Stephen May is the scariest man I know. on the planet? I completely agree. <laughs> he just looks like such a. A thuggy character. I feel like I was so afraid with someone to... recently, and they were like, "He's be walking down the street at night." And Joel he's... Smith, thank you. Oh, we've just found out that number forty four is Joel Smith. Anyone? No one's heard of Joel Smith in their life. But... No. no. Luke. Oh, we want in defence. Fuck it. How can you want? How can you? Support Richmond, bro. I'm not supporting Richmond. I'm just saying I, like I would. I just was saying I wouldn't be as upset as I otherwise might be because you know Melbourne haven't lost a game yet, so it's nice to not have a monopoly, a monopolist. But they deserve it. They're so much better. I'm not. I if it was between you know Richmond and Port beating Melbourne or something, then I would be picking Port. But that's not the scenario I have in front of me. <sighs> yes, Port finally got a win. Yes, and what a win it what was. What a win it was. Toddy got five. Mm-hmm. So proud. And on the anniversary of his dad's death, too. Wow. Did he have a little armband on? He went like this up to the sky. Do you know what's happened to Mitch Wallace's... Not family, but... Well, because... I, I, know, I know nothing about Mitch Wallace. Well, so. on the radio. You know how BT has like all this weird inside information? Yeah. Um. So he was commentating for Triple M and he said... Mitch was he wasn't playing for personal reasons. Now there was Lockie Hunter, and then he said that they're all the whole team was wearing black armbands for Mitch Wallace Aww. because of the tragedy that he experienced during the week. But I googled it and I found Zippo, huh. which then made me question whether BT should should have disclosed <laughs> that. that yeah. Well, the man that was sitting behind us at the grand final was Mitch Wallace's family friend. So Brett Ebert was at the engagement drinks for Atlas. What? How? I believe he's friends with the groom to be. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Was he nice? Wallace's mother-in-law died in oh. a car crash. Oh god! Oh, no. Yeah. How did you find that out? Am I bad at Google? Uh, he didn't. Wasn't revealed until post game. Well, because he oh. had to, because BT bloody outed him. Oh, that's really sad. That is really and sad. And Wallace's thing. wife is one week overdue for the birth of their second no. child. No! No! Oh, that's horrible. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Is one week overdue horrible things. Wait, her mother died on the eve oh. of their, 
god. And it's like the mum. I mum's... immediately forgot the back. You know, as well, it's there. like if the baby had been born, the mum probably wouldn't have been in the car. She'd have been oh. at home with her daughter. You can't think like that. There's always you, you can't think like that. Well, I mean, tell <laughs> it to me. It's just me. Also, Travis Barco's mother died. What? No, oh, Travis, Travis Barco's lost so much already. I can't. I'm feeling really fragile after like. Does he have any family left? I can't. He's got asteroids. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but remember, because his sister famously died oh, yeah. oh, after God. an on-field collision in a women's football game, she um got a, a brain bleed or hemorrhage or something from a head knock. I really can't like think about the tragedy of the universe today because I'm feeling extremely fragile. Okay. Alright, we'll, I mean, it's too we'll late. move on. I'm thinking so, about it now. The reason I brought up Brett Ebert was because I really he was constantly surrounded by like a posse of people because I really wanted to go and talk to him. Really? Because I Is remember that you would like we did you want that when you were sober? No, I wanted it as soon as I saw okay. him. Because I said to James, I said, When I was fourteen I used to jog along the front of the <gasps> beach. Of stretch, course. Um, where my parents lived. And I went on a oh. run once when I was like actually a fit person that didn't was run regularly. Yeah. yeah. And he overtook and he retired but recently and he overtook me four times. <laughs> and it was like towards the third or fourth time he kinda like not spurt but like acknowledged that he was overtaking me. So you not wanted that, to you wanted not to that raise I wouldn't that with expect you? him to remember, but I just thought it was a fun quip. So and what was that on you? No, he didn't. I said that to you as a joke. I said he tripped me up and spat on me <laughs> the fourth time. What, what would he have... Like, but he, he had, like, an impenetrable army of, you, like, if, adoring If you're fans. Brett Ebert... Well, they are probably just his friends. Yeah. But. If you're Brett Ebert and you're at an engagement drinks... Um, and a stranger, he was severely underdressed. He was wearing shorts and a cap. And Maybe he didn't know it was on and he just, like... They were, it was, like, last-minute call-up vibes. But imagine if a stranger approaches you and says, ten years ago you ran past me four times. Like, what did you want him to say in return? I don't know. What could he, what could he have said that would satisfy that need for you? That's something that I never thought of until right now. But I just thought it would have been probably the best story he's heard in a long time. Um, <laughs> I seriously doubt that. His beloved father just died and people have been telling stories about it, their family like for six months. I'm well, sure. Now he's got another one. He's got um, a big head too. He's got. He's got. Yeah. That he was known for that. I just feel like connected to the Eberts for no reason because they just all live around my parents. Ash party. So yeah. they've always been at like. Yeah. You know, an arm's length away. They're always at the supermarket. They've got. Yeah. They've opened a gym around the corner. They come into my work. And they're you know they're good Adelaide people aren't they? Yeah, they're really nice. Um, what's going on? Brad Ebert hasn't come in in ages, but he always. Says hello through the window when he walks past. It's like you don't have to do that. Oh, oh, ouchie, oh God. Stevie, his Stephen May and the goalpost got in a fight. The goalpost lost. Yeah, goalpost is still shaking. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really bothered about that. <laughs> Why, what's it going on with Melbourne? They can't get any of their runs. Well, they've got six behinds. That's shocking. That's what um, I like then. So the scores are fourteen six. Richmond's way. Turn it on, boys. Yeah. Oh no, okay. you're. <laughs> Oh, that was a vampire. Um, and it's nearly the end of the first quarter. Tell you what, I reckon, you know, I think we've had this conversation before that who's your favourite non... Who's your favourite player that doesn't play for your team? I reckon mm-hmm. Angus Brayshaw is my answer. Really? I don't care about him particularly. I really love him. He's the Melbourne one, not the... What's He's the Melbourne one. He's the helmet one. Andrew is the Freo one. Mm, that's a, Angus and Andrew. Got a problem? Couple ABs. <laughs> 
I'll take a one of it. <laughs> who's the chicken? Who's the lamb? <laughs> I would actually. I thought last night I really wanted a falafel AB, but I forgot to get one. Falafel? Yeah, I get it from the one um I'm like the Euros house. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you say falafel? Falafel. I said falafel. I feel like I'm saying what you're saying. Anyway. Um, no, I know that AV. I get it with extra cheese on top and then they melt it for me and it's really good. Because then all the cheese is like through the mm. chips. Yes, Benny got Mark. Oh my God, he's holding it over his head like a trophy. You did it. I'm so proud of you. Well, he's got to kick it still because he's already Oh, you know what? It's, it's a ch- but he, he's been struggling to get near it because they're bullying him. I always feel so ick when you see... Like obviously, you could see all their shoulders with the guernseys they wear, and you could see like claw marks and stuff from them mm. when all the the grappling and the to and fro. Oh my god, he's got this Benny going around the body. Yes, Straight through the middle of the stick. King shoot. And boy, did they need that. They sure did. Benny saves the day. Oh, I hate that Max Gorn thing they have with the <laughs> eyes. It's horrible. I'm really not. I, I love Luke Jackson, but I I don't love the like. Trucker really? look he's um, adopted recently. I don't know. Yeah. That was a cool goal. That was a cool goal. We didn't really give it the credit to you. Who's a goal? Ed Langdon. Also love Ed Langdon. See, how can you not love Melbourne? The ball went between the goal umpire's legs. Oh no, it hit the goal umpire in the crotch. Oh. That's like funniest home videos. So what's the... What's the well, he has to pay the goal because... Well, he's saying, he's saying I don't know what the hell would have happened. Cause right. Like, because I, I was in the fucking way. Because I just lost the ability to have children. <laughs> yes, it's a goal. Alright, quarter time. Let's, should we call it? Yeah. Um, we'll be returning after a short break. A little nibble. Um, to an unknown quarter. Yeah. Lucky dip. Alright, fourth quarter it is. As it turns. <laughs> yep. So when we left you, it was quarter time, and now it's fourth quarter. Score update: Richmond are losing. Woo! Um, oh. Seven four forty six to That's so bad. Eight nineteen. Why didn't they kick nineteen goals? That'd be silly. Seems like it's been a boring game. I'm not sorry that we haven't been watching it. But you're right. Timber does get so much airtime. So I haven't seen Simon Goodwin once this entire game. I have. Oh. Because every time you see him, it's a breath of fresh air. But it's not even like Jim is like doing all this fun stuff. Like he's just standing. He's just biting his nails. He looks anxious. You know who I was thinking today during the Gold Coast game? Stewie Jew is like an outlier of the coaches in many ways, but also because he like really expresses emotion. Like, well, I mean, they also express anger, but he always looks really like anxious and nervous. Mm. With the other exception of Chris Scott, who unfortunately like celebrates. More than Jack Greenwald. <laughs> kicked a goal. Um, speaking of coaches, um, what are our thoughts on the likelihood of Alistair Clarkson? Benny? Oh. Um, Alistair Clarkson becoming the port coach? I don't think that's a good thing. But do you think it could happen? I don't know. I hope not for your sake because I don't actually think he's a very good coach anymore. I like it as, as the... Um, the like full circle nature of it, but, but I, do you I, think he would want to take that job considering he punched a port supporter? <laughs> so it's like obviously he's not loving the club anymore. Like yeah. and, and 
followers. I think it would be good because what were we talking about? I think this might have happened. We've talked about this, but we weren't recording that weekend. Where it's like Ken is a great um, relationships man, but mm-hmm. he because every time it's happened twice now where they're like in a really good spot and then important assistant coaches leave and then it's like kind of shit. Yeah. So there's like this theory that Ken is actually not a very good strategic coach. He's just like his best quality is that he forms these really good relationships with the players, which is like, I feel like Esther Clarkson is the opposite of that, where he's a very good strategic coach, but he doesn't have the, he's, he's not, he's not got the warmth of Ken Hinckley. And what if he took away all the long sleeves? There's no real long sleeves as in Paul anyway. Rosie? Oh, Aaliyah. Thanks, Jaden. Rosie sometimes, Aaliyah often. Fun fact, Aaliyah always puts on his long sleeves in the second half. That is a fun fact. Why is that? I haven't asked him. Anyways, Alistair Clarkson is over the hill. The Maybe. point is. He was, it's like also the game has changed a lot in the way that teams operate and play and win than it was when he was so successful. I'm seeing some head shakes from our... <laughs> no, we just watched the game. So. Oh, sorry. Don't let us not used it. to that. Not used to people watching the game while we record. Wow, my school fit looks so soft. Because in my mind, it's always been a really wiry mess, but, but he's, he's rich got now. a brush. He's done something. He's rich and famous now, so he... Oh! Oh! I'm going to get a Kruger badge. Um, oh, yeah. decided. Oh, yeah. Nathan Kruger is... A new player at Collingwood. And he's just got a really funny energy. Mm. And he's a forward and he's really big but just like runs around and is really enthusiastic. And I'm loving what I'm seeing. And he's very emotive as well, like facially. Like, mm. yeah. I feel like the time comes when you need to pick a new player. And it's like when your, your favourite players get a bit older and new blood comes in and you're like... I mean, I know you'll never let Pendlebury go for God knows what reason, but... You do have to, you know, well, if the, the new generation comes in. Yeah. And also it's like... Whoa! Oh my god, Shane Edwards is trying to kill that man! <laughs> Clay Oliver's got to kill him in return. Um, I think that it's like how you said Melbourne used to be your favourite team and now North Melbourne has elevated into that position. Mm. Because you're like, Melbourne doesn't need me anymore. Like, they're fine on their yeah, own. That's how and you similar Scott to like Scott Penderbury, even Darcy Moore at this point. Mm. I'm like, you know what? You've just got your big contract. I've done my work. Mm. I've seen it through to your job security oh. and success. And mm. it's time Kruger got some love. Um, what? How do you feel about Brody Grundy? I feel good about Brody Grundy. Do you feel like he's underperforming since he received his big um, contract? Who's that? I think from? initially, but he's made a comeback in recent times. Okay. Yeah. Um... Yeah, the first year after his comeback, he was not very good. Mm. I don't think he's very good in the COVID thing either. Which makes sense, because none of the Rucks had left well, Max Gorman with the exception. Oh. Had great years, because the turnaround in games um, is that you get so beaten up in the Ruck. Mm. Um, only having four-day breaks all the time. It doesn't really give you much leeway to get your niggles sorted. Mm. Um, but no, I really like Brody Grundy. Have you seen Port's new Ruck? I saw him in his first game, but I don't remember him particularly. He's blonde. Oh my god. I know, but surprisingly <laughs> likeable. So is Kruger! Yeah, and so I realised, because I was thinking, when I was looking at Sam Hayes, I was like, he might be the first likeable blonde person. And then I realised Tom Marshall. And Kruger! I think I've really grown as a person now, my acceptance of blondes. Yeah. Well, they're overtaking all the brunettes at this point, so... 
I saw a TikTok recently where this girl was like, she wanted, I can't remember who it was, it was like some celebrity, she just pretended he was her dad when she was a kid because he was brunette and her dad was blonde. She was like, as a dad, you can't be blonde. And I was like, I feel so seen. <laughs> <sighs> um, Todd Marshall would make a good dad though and he's blonde. I take the lessons so, from his dad. But how would he? He doesn't have a father figure, so how would he? I don't know what it <laughs> says. I don't know what it says about the listenership of our podcast that more people have said to me. I thought it was like pe- people have commented on how funny they found the orphan jokes, and no one ever comments <laughs> on anything we do. And everyone's been like, "Oh, that orphan bit was so funny." What does that say about the people who listen to our podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Um, I am so excited for tomorrow. The biggest game of the year. Oh. Who's Why? with me? Uh, because it's got such a sense of occasion. Oh. With the the before the game ceremony. It's packed out. It's almost always a cracker. Mm. It's got all my my favourite commentators. Who is it? I don't know. But it's always BT. Oh, what the fuck, bro? Well, like, it, historically, oh. it's like, they'll whip out, they'll make sure that it's like Dennis Comedy, Bruce McAfee. But nothing. Oh, oh, that's not Too retarded. Oh, no. All the crowd favourites commentate the Anzac there are, I feel like there are no crowd favourites anymore. You know what's such a shame is that, like, Triple M have a lot of the same oh. commentators as Channel 7. And they're just so much more fun on the radio. It's like the TV needs the... Yeah, except... The TV people need to let them have a bit more fun. But listening to the radio is so hard because it's like... And on the Triple M Rocks footy scoreboard next to the Toyota goalpost, it's like you can't listen to it because everything's a sponsor. Well, yeah, because they can't get visual sponsors in. Yeah, but it's so hard to listen to. I disagree. I think they whip it out quickly. It's the like... No, 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 it's not available. This game ad was recorded in camera. No, but, they no, but every, when that. they speak. But, and then, like, yesterday we were listening to it and it was like, and Dom, every time Dom Cassisi said something, they'd be like, oh, and there's Dom Cassisi with the, like, the VHS comments. And it's like, just, like, <laughs> don't interrupt every comment with a bloody hot sponsor. Well, VHS. Can't think of what it was, but. Can I just say, as a special comment on the on the Real Men podcast, thank you for having me. Um... That I, I hope that Daisy Pierce makes her way into into the commentary box mm-hmm. because I think that she does a very good job, um, you know, on the boundary, you know, with the with the special comments and, and all mm-hmm. that. But it's like the literal glass ceiling of the women can't get off the the ground floor of the field. Yeah, up into the commentary box. And also, um, I think like I feel because I feel like when when Daisy has done it, people always say like, ham, "Oh my goodness, oh dear." Me. But because, like, it's such a boys' club in the comments box, and then when it's, like, da- Daisy's in there and she's, like, saying reasonable things, everyone's like, oh, she's boring, because she's not getting in on the, like, jokey-jokey. So no, it does I think what it is is that it's, like, she does... She is very good at picking up on unusual things. Um, Agreed. And I think the commentators are very good at having rapport with that, because they're so used to hearing the same, like, ten trademarks yeah. that people use all the time, so... And she's she she embraces the state of the game, like, at the moment as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, rather than like the 
most of the commentators who have played AFL before are like, oh, you know, like, the game isn't what it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, they don't say that, but that's But, that's, the, but that's there's always the thing, a rule yeah. that they're, like, complaining about a lot. And yeah. They think that it yeah. That's so true. She's a very mindful woman. Um, yeah, and she's very matter-of-fact about it as well. She's like, yeah, but that's the rule, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, Absolute legend status. Wow. Daisy Pierce. If you're listening. We love you, Daisy. Yeah. We should get her on. Yeah. She doesn't seem busy, so I don't see any reason why that would be a problem. Um, well, I assume she'll be commentating the Anzac Day game tomorrow. Hopefully. As a fan favourite. As a punter. Who's the Anzac Day medal winner? Nathan Kruger. <laughs> don't attempt. <laughs> Stringer. 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 No, but he doesn't have the Anzac spirit. Well, Connor Rosie he's won a selfish the, bitch. Connor Rosie won the um, Port like Anzac Day medal, which is not called that, but the effect like the equivalent. Yeah. And he like it was a it was a perfect example I think of a of an Anzac Day spirit win because he like he had a really good game, but there was like the flashier players that had a probably as good game, mm-hmm. but had the more flashy moments. But they were like, no, we're gonna award the quiet achiever. Mm-hmm. Very nice. The reliable. Well. You know what? I hope it's Pendlebury. No. Because he would have won it so many times in the past. He's won it three times. And he currently is uh, shares the record for most Anzac Day medals won with James Hurd. So I would love for him to just not have to even think, like, James Hurd, uh, you know, 364 days out of the year, James Hurd is a blip on his radar. And on <laughs> Anzac Day, he has to fucking think about James Hurd, and I just want Pendlebury to be free. You don't know that he doesn't think about James Hurd. I think about James Hurd often. I feel sorry for that man. Maybe Pendlebury does too. Are we so on a beach walk. I'm sure that <laughs> it wasn't him, considering that we then thought that we saw him at the college like six days later. But um, that must, been, that must have been three years ago. Hot, hot goss. Connor Rosie brought his dog inside my work. Cute. And we said, get out. Oh, yeah. oh. But you love his dog. Of course I love his dog. Ace is so fluffy. When it was a puppy, it was like a cloud to touch. I couldn't believe it. Um, it was an Australian shepherd, so when it had its like baby fur, mm. it was like genuinely... So maybe he thought like, down. oh, this is my local cafe. I love the staff here. They love me. They love my dog. Maybe I'll bring him in to make their day. And you rudely turfed him out. Well, we served him through the window. Oh. Have you developed a code over there? <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> Using... Seemingly pre pre thought out. I was, try, I was trying to not draw attention away from the podcast. Well, it's impossible to. Nine goals twenty one. Nine goals twenty one. Nine goals twenty one. Nine goals twenty one. What can even say about that? And our our code was was saying nine twenty one by holding up digits on our fingers. So it's not really code. It's counting. By holding up digits on your digits, eh? <laughs> Bit of a science joke for the anatomy lovers out there. <laughs> play the laugh play the laugh again <laughs> no don't <laughs> I wonder if we ever get to the level of production of this podcast where we have a soundboard like where you press the different sound effects so it always like makes me think of um, Parks and Rec put in post yeah like when she goes to the the douchebag like radio thing and they play oh, yeah, so many yeah. ridiculous sound effects. <laughs> and I was like, what is talk radio? I know that that's obviously an exaggeration, but but it, it it's also not. Really. But it's not yeah. inaccurate at the same time. Uh, Melbourne have the I would say Melbourne have consistently the highest long sleeve representation. 
Carlton's I must counter with. I simply That's must. I, I don't watch as many Carlton games, so... I haven't seen Melbourne play all year, so this is nice. They're usually much more interesting than this. It's Richmond that really brought them down. I um watched some of the, the Q Clash today. Oh, yeah. And Did you agree that the Brisbane Guernsey looked like a rugby top? Yes, and I also agreed that I was aesthetically yeah. pleased by it. Um, I wonder I if that also... was a ploy to try and get the rugby lovers of Queensland involved in the Q Clash. I also don't know any Gold Coast players. Except I, for the I, ones that have moved from other clubs. Do you know what? It's so funny. Well, it's not funny you say that. And but I had, the, I had the exact same thought. Because it's like, or it's like it's kind of like a dumpster of all the players that have been discarded from other clubs. And then you, they end up at Gold Coast and you're just like, oh, that guy. Yeah. I feel like I, I really And then it's today, like they get like saved by like... Yeah, like it was like Marby or Chol to Isaac Rankin. It's and like I was when like, trade season on? starts, it's like Gold Coast. I imagine it's like a shining light. And it's yeah. like the godly, like, oh. It's like they're chosen to leave Gold Coast. Yeah. And they make it I just, into heaven instead of having to stay in the waiting line for hell. I, I realise today that I just still don't think of Gold Coast as a real club. Nor should you. Yeah. They're like a... I feel like they're like the longest running joke that the AFL has put together. And it's just like... They're like... How, I don't know. Mm. No, I, I'm, I'm with you. They don't people, feel like a real club. And people are just so unthreatened by them that... It's, yeah. That's how they Neil Bullen, one of my favourites. I get frustrated because I'm like, fucking move Gold Coast to Darwin. Mm. Do you know what I was thinking? It would be sick Darwin if we could... Get we should do a Darwin... We should, we should go to like a local footy match when we're in Darwin. And do a podcast oh. special. Where we scout the next players. Mm-hmm. Stephen May is from Darwin. Is he? He doesn't seem it. I'm pretty sure that's true. Let me fact check that. What, what did people from Darwin see? Just a bit more chill than him. Good save. Um, he is from Darwin. There you go. Well, Northern Territory, huge footy state. Yeah. Um, the biggest, almost. And... <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing. But I don't know what Darwin's league is like, because I know the Tiwi Islands tournament is famous. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Darwin's pretty um, thriving. I want Choco to come back to court. Do you think Dusty's going to come back? I don't think so. I kind of like not hearing about him all the time. Yeah. Similarly and I also like it for him. I think he's at peace. Like when Crows are winning, you hear so much about Tex, Ugh. how you were saying before. And then the same as Rich, or like when Alistair Clarkson was the coach of Hawthorne. If mm. Hawthorne were winning or got an upset win, it would be all about Clarkson, mm. which as a player I would resent. But anyways. Um, I feel like Ollie Wines has become that before. Yeah, and Dustin Martin yeah. was that for Richmond. So it's like nice that it's just such an easy cop out to just have that be the conversation every time there's a. Mm. But yeah, I feel like he's happy. Well, Shane whatever. Edwards he... should be the shining light. I completely agree. This is a bit of a fun fact for you, Rose. Mm-hmm. Last week, round five, Collingwood playing with five players over 200 centimetres, which was the most ever. There you go. I thought that was a very fun fact. There you bloody I'm not, go. I'm not getting that feedback from the room, but I was Well, stopped. Brisbane are quite a tall team themselves. Got some tall timber. Mm. Um, that would have been such a great win. We came very close, so I was sad. A bit of sad. I've got, I've got a topic if you're asking. If you're asking, hashtag real men. Yeah. Hashtag real men, real men feedback. So, Joe Danaher is a good player at the moment. 
However, <laughs> he's also a very bad player. <laughs> so, I was wondering who you think um, the real men. Uh-huh. Who is the best worst player, and then who is the worst best player? I've got the best worst player, Jasper Pittard. Current players? Yeah. Mine's Mason Coggs. I think he's just a bad player. I'd say Mason Cox is the no, best the worst, worst player. No, the worst, like, he's bad but then can be amazing sometimes. Yeah, so he's the best worst player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the worst player in the NFL. That's not true. And who's the worst best player? The worst best player. That's a good question. It's got to be just a, a Tom Mitchell. Yeah. Just an inside mid. But he's, I wouldn't say he's the worst best player, he's just the most nothing best player. Brad Crouch. Mm. Yeah, they're just nobodies. Mm. But um, I feel like, for me, worst best player implies someone that they're actively, like, shit all the time. And you're like, what the... F-? That's why I thought Justin Pitter, because it's like, every time he gets the ball, you, you, or he got the ball, you'd be like, what's this motherfucker going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> what about, um, Selwood? He's pretty bad, and people love him. As the mm. worst best so, yeah. player. Oh, yeah. no! Oh, it's fine. I thought Angus Brayshaw was hurt. Oh, look out, bitch. Richmond are making a late charge here, but Which I think really they're, they're, they're it's too, too late. late. It's two minutes. Yeah. I feel like reading this, you know, do you ever, like, if you're a bit lit, you thought that it's really funny and you write it down and you read it the next day and you're like, that makes no sense? I have had that, yeah. I'm, like, reading my list of things that I've written down and I'm, like, it reads like that. I've written, Bailey outside of sport, question mark. What does that fucking mean? Baileys. There's so many Baileys as well. Maybe it was... I think it was like there's so many Baileys in sport, but you never meet Baileys in real life. Um, Why did I think that would be like interesting to talk about? Well, I mean, I you're not wrong. Baileys, yeah, yeah you don't, and there's so many. And they're all like of our generation. And yet there's no Baileys out there. Are you going to bet on tomorrow? Yeah, I am. Because I've only done one multi this round, so... Need to get... Well, pick it now! Okay. Alright. Oh, who's that ginger? So Nate, Nate I thought only Clayton Oliver was like, oh, huge top. I've got to deposit more money into my sports bet account. I oh. feel like I've betrayed, because I think in the whole history of the podcast, the thing, my most common bone to kick has been gambling advertisement related stuff. And now I've fallen into the trap. I don't mind the ads, but I do care about the fact that they now cross over to the crown betting guy to get like odds on the game. Mm-hmm. I don't actually like when it's on the broadcast that mm-hmm. there's gambling content, but if it's in the ads, it's like, well, the other ads are all fucking beer and cars, so none mm-hmm. of them's. Especially now that I'm on the inside. Fantastic lifestyle. I'm on the inside of the industry. I got a text from Sportsbet two days ago being like, don't forget to get your multis in. It's like, they, once they get your, their claws into you, <laughs> it's life. Um, I just need to figure out how to transfer from my. You replied, thanks for the reminder. <laughs> <laughs> You. Um, alright, here we go. Maybe I'll put one Monty on for the Hawthorne Sydney game and one for the Collingwood Essendon game. Just to spread the love around. Or, you know, we'll just focus on the, okay. the one, yeah. Just calm down. <laughs> I've got a hypothetical question. Uh huh. So, the Anzac Rounds. You know, obviously, it's a thing worth celebrating, and it's a, it's a tradition and whatnot. But let's say that AFL keeps going for you know fifty hundred years. How how long is it before Anzac is sort of 
so far behind us that I mean, we, it no longer becomes real. I think that's yeah. more of a question, not just for the AFL, but for like Australia. I think they need... <laughs> that's very true. There <laughs> need to be more wars for that to happen. Mm. Like, we still... Anzac's still, like, the centre of, you know, what a lot of people think is of Australia. I mean, of course... Do we still God share an army Anzac. with New Zealand? I don't think we ever... Oh, I mean, we shared the army in that we were allies, right? Oh! oh the Anzac is Australian New Zealand Army Corps or something. Oh. I don't know what the AC stands for. I don't think they do, but um, it's weird that they're, they're singing the New Zealand National Anthem at the start of every game as well. There you go. It's like, the that's, that's, that feels like a lot. Well, the lady annoying. who sung it this evening before this game, she was like, her eyes were welling as she sang. Guess who's favourite for the <laughs> so end of take from that what you will. Hey, Scott Pendle, is it Scott Pendle? No. Jordan Degoe is the short price favourite for the Anzac Day medal, which he should be legally ruled out on winning as he so goes against the Anzac spirit. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad bet, to be fair, because he's a very um, big stage player. I reckon I'm going to put five bucks on Nick Dacos to win the medal. Don't. It's not that cool. $15 odds. No way. No fracking way. This is why you can't gamble, because you don't dream big enough. No, but Nick Dacos isn't... I think you'd be better off putting money on Josh Dacos. Because Nick Dacos never does anything, like, interesting or cool. What do you he mean? He just does, like, random, like, He's kicks. great. He just does random... He never, like, goes for a run and, like, put on Jack Crisp. Stop it. What do you mean? Jack Crisp is a great player. He's not going to win it. Jack, just like Jack Crisp is a good... He's a possibility. A He's a goal-kicking midfielder that gives his okay. all. Do you know what? I'll do it now because if I don't and we've recorded you saying it and he does win it, I'll be really annoyed. So I'll do it just in case he does win it. Well, that doesn't make sense because... No, I want you to do it, so I'm not going <laughs> to... Good job, right, Melbourne. Melbourne have won. That's got to be the worst win of all time. Nine goals, 22. I can't um, believe we haven't spoken about these special guarantees, by the way. The Melbourne one's really nice. I also really like the Richmond one, mm-hmm. the Waddle. Oh, Benny looks so happy. He winked at someone. Oh, he's old North Melbourne. Oh, that's really nice. Tarrant. He creates such lasting friendships. His wife and um, his wife officiated Tom Campbell's wedding. Who the hell is that? Also a former North Melbourne player. Okay. <laughs> so many Ben Brown wife stats. <laughs> I really like her. She's a really nice lady. Um, people always... So it's this uh, set man with special comments again. Uh, I know I've <laughs> chimed in a lot on this podcast, but I hope you're okay with it. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. People always ask, you know, how, you know, Melbourne is so likable, yet they're dominating. Like, I for one, you know, do think they're very likable, but are also quite scared of them. I think somebody should stop them immediately. But I think as soon as Ben <laughs> Brown... <laughs> as soon as Ben Brown is not in the Melbourne side... I will want their destruction as soon as possible. I don't agree. I love Ed Langdon. I love Ames Brayshaw. I love Max Gorn. I love Christian Petrarca. I love Cameron Ling. I love Cameron, Cameron Ling's Ling. face right now is the same colour as his hair. <laughs> I love he doesn't, he doesn't look well Because he screams whenever he talks and it's so funny because I feel like I'm on the phone with a grandparent or something who just assumes that mobiles mm. don't work. It's like, trust the technology thingy. Like, it's all good. Um... I think I'm not. What was the question? Oh, the Melbourne. I don't think it was a question. You're right, because usually as soon as. But maybe it's to do with like next year. 
you know, for example, Richmond, a lot of people, myself included, were very excited for them to win in 2017. And then halfway through 2018, I was like, you're they all dead. But they didn't win in 2018. No, because of Mason Cox. Um, but they were dominant, winning week in, week out, really dominant. Mm. Um, very a- became very arrogant and annoying. And then, uh, Maybe it's to do with the supporters. It is. Like, and that's, don't I don't have, think like, supporters are that annoying. Like they don't have... And they're not that big in number. Yeah. So there isn't that huge domination whenever you go yeah. to... Um, a game where they're playing, which is nice, because unless you're a m- member of that support group, then it's fucking nice. Well, Melbourne, Melbourne supporters are known to be, like, preppy. Posh, yeah. Preppy posh. But which, which means that, which is, like, annoying in a different way, but they don't come out, like, Richmond supporters are, like, so vocally, mm. like... Grotesque. Yeah, whereas, like, mm. Melbourne supporters are too, like, posh to do that. Yeah, Melbourne supporters are supporting the economy. <laughs> Um, so, update on the Jack Crisp bet. You can't put the Anzac Day medal in a multi, and Jack Crisp's odds are too low for me to want to put bet on it, so I think I'm going to call it. What are his odds? $9.50, his third favourite. His third favourite? Oh my god, I'm so proud of him. Yeah. Why don't you just put $2 on that? Because then I only win $18. So, that will fund your bet in the next weekend. I'm going to do this later. It's too stressful. What's the multi? I haven't done it yet, because I'm too stressed. Can't think straight with all these bloody people yelling at me. Anyway, this rule man episode has been brought to you by Sportsbet. Sportsbet, <laughs> Max. I love that um, you have a like podcast voice. You speak really slowly and articulately, which is great. Which is why you're good for the medium. Whereas me, yeah. like rah, 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 rah. scream into the microphone occasionally. Anyway, anyone want to add anything? Yeah. What's your bone to kick? Shout out, Tim. We're getting more consistent. Yeah. My... I don't have one written down, so I'll have to think off the cuff. Okay. My... No way. Andrew Gaze is not my bone to kick. James is gesturing at me to say that Andrew Gaze is my bone to kick because he's on the screen for bounce right now. I love Andrew Gaze. He's the opposite of my bone to kick. My bone to kick is Andrew Gaze haters because he brings so much joy... He's just a funny guy. He's so far removed from footy lad culture. He's just like a dad who like cracks the funniest jokes and he's just so silly. He's not the funniest jokes. They're terrible Exactly. Jokes. He's like a good dad joke. He's, yeah, you know. yeah. So there's my bone to kick. People who want to bring... People who want to bring Andrew Gaze down are supporting the boys club. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's you, James. Yeah. Face of the patriarchy right now. <laughs> I don't see how anyone could hate Andrew Gaze. I don't hate Andrew. Well, now you don't, now that you've been singled out. <laughs> um, James and Satman, have you got a bone to kick? Um, yeah, um, none of my friends are Crows fans, and I, uh, so uh, any listeners who are Crows fans, get in touch. We, we proudly don't have any Crows and fans. And we can go to the games together, hang out, become best friends. Um, and just talk about how good the season's going. So, um... Well, you didn't need anyone to talk about it with last night. You did not talking about it by yourself. You guys encouraged the talking. I have a bunch of kids. Okay. And this is related to the Crows. I was at the shops earlier, and the advertiser front page was like a massive picture of Tex Walker. Mm-hmm. And it was like something about the wind coming the headline and then like 
Finlayson was like this tiny little. Yeah. Wait, what did Finlayson do? He went and kicked five. No way! I know, first time you ever saw it. Yeah, but in an 80 point win, who cares? Yeah, but that. Is this your first week living in Adelaide? I'm it's not, always been like that. So I'd just like to clarify I'm not upset that, that Port wasn't the headline because, you know, they've won one out of six games. It's no big deal. They won against West Coast. Like, who cares? I, for one, am very happy about it. Mm-hmm. But I'm but not it saying it should be front page news. Conceptually, it is kind of more deserving than, like, Crows win. Again, sometimes they win, sometimes they lose. Versus like <laughs> it's just their first always... win of the season for Port Adelaide, and the game was in Adelaide. My problem is that it's Tex, mm. and everyone mm. just seems to have swept this under the rug. That mm. you know he he said this you know racist shit, and you know it's like everyone's totally forgotten about it. Well, Rupert Murdoch. I agree. The, the is... media has just pushed it under the rug. Yeah, but Which Rupert is, Murdoch is. Famously a right-wing bastard, so he probably loves the racism. I want to end on a positive note, though, so let's talk about something nice. Andrew Gaze. Wait, what's else? the next game you're going to? Are you members this week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just couldn't show you, so okay. we have the gig. Yeah. Um, well, the next Port Home game is Port Bulldogs on a Friday night, which is um, the scene of the crime, if you will. Of course. Yeah. So it could be a good one, but it could be a stressful one. You um, might win. Western Bulldogs bit shit. What's the opposite of I mean, a they lost to the Crows. Yeah, we might win. Lot. We definitely might win. Mm-hmm. Um, what the opposite of a bone to kick is something that you're just loving okay. seeing. I'm loving seeing Charlie Dixon smile. Is he playing again? No, but he was um, like <laughs> at the game and they sort of showed him chatting with the players afterwards and he just looks so happy to be there. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm happy that you're happy. What's your, your opposite of a bone to kick, Rose? It's a good game! Yeah, cool. It Come hasn't on. been at the MCG in a few years, so it hasn't had the huge crowd in a few years as well. Was so it really MCG has been... Year, actually, after oh, but one. I didn't have a big crowd. We did have 75,000 people there. What? Yeah. Well, I didn't feel that fucking impressive, did I? Um, maybe because we didn't win. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, alright, cool. Well, good vibes only. Peace and love, baby. Um, thanks for listening. See you next week. Thank you. Cool. And thanks to our special guests. And thanks Jane for cooking a delicious dinner. Yeah, it was delicious. Alright, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>